We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of The Breakdown with former Chiefs quarterback Matt Castle and FanDuel TV's Matt Hamilton. The best analysis on Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs offense that's available for Chiefs Kingdom. This film-based show will educate, entertain, and inform you each week. Don't forget to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything from the highest-ranked Chiefs podcast network of 2022. And now, let's go to Matt for the latest episode of The Breakdown. Chiefs may have a first round bye, but we're still here on the breakdown in Kansas City Sports Network. I'm Matt Hamilton. That's Matt Castle. And today we're going to break down the Chiefs' big victory over the Raiders and set the scene for what should be an eventful playoff run for Kansas City. Matt, how are you doing today? And uh, what stood out to you from that big Chiefs win? First and foremost, I'm doing great, buddy. So I appreciate you asking me how I'm doing today. And when you look at that game against the Las Vegas Raiders, I thought it was pure domination from start to finish. They wanted a clean game, all three units. They played complimentary football. I thought the offense came out and they got off to a fast start, which is what you wanted to see. I also love the fact that the offense, not only were they able to run the ball, but a lot of the throws that you saw this week was under center, which Normally, this team offensively is in the shotgun and they like to operate in the shotgun. But I love the fact that they got big personnel. They did some play action. They ran the football. And then defensively, I thought it was a great, great performance by them. They created two turnovers, the interception, also the fumble recovery on Jared Stenham. In addition to that, this defensive line continues to build momentum. They continue to get after the quarterback. Anytime you can get pressure on that quarterback, it bodes well for that defensive unit. So all in all, I thought it was a clean game. It's exactly the type of victory that they wanted going into this bye week. They built some momentum and they played at a really high level. And so hopefully they can build on that going into this bye week and into the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's fair to say it might have been their most complete performance that we've seen since maybe that Niners game. Uh, right. They've had a few a few rough, you know, they've they've kept winning at an insanely high clip and that's how you get the one seed. Um, so not to not to nitpick at all, but, you know, they've had some close calls against some teams like the Texans, like the Broncos, who, you know, we thought would be easier games for them to see them come out and uh, in every phase of the game have such a complete performance. And, and as you said, end the season on that note try to carry that momentum into the playoffs. I think it, it, it was significant, especially after what we saw from the Raiders 
last week, the way that offense looked with Jared Stidham against the 49ers and their number one defense and, and how they were able to march the ball up and down the field to see the Chiefs defense step up and, and keep that offense under control was was significant because I think that's 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 the unit that fans have had a lot of questions about as the season's unfolded. And you said that because there there have been some question marks, right? There's been some close games against teams that they've played that really you think looking at it on paper, you're like, there's no way this is even going to be close. Even the five division games that they played pre- previous to this one, it was all one score game. So then when you look at this game in its entirety, you love the way in which they came out. They were attacking all game long. The defense came out and just completely stymied that Las Vegas Raiders offense that looked outstanding the week before against the 49ers, who's the number one defensive unit in the entire league. So I didn't know what to expect going into this game, but it's exactly what they wanted to accomplish going into this playoffs. And let's take a look back at it now because Mahomes had a record-setting day, broke Drew Brees' record for, for most total yards in a single season. And they really started out, as you said, they started out aggressively and they took their shots early and, and, We'll look at it right here. The Justin Watson play, 13 personnel once again. What stood out to you here, Matt? Yeah, 13 personnel, condensed splits on both sides. You've got two tight ends up top. you got one tight end down here. you got Justin Watson running across the formation. I love the motion because what does that do? As he's running across, they hit this thing and snap it on the run. He's not going over there to reset himself and get stagnant. He's going to hit it on the run, which puts a lot of stress on this defense, particularly this corner up top who's a rolled corner. It looks like it's a two-high defense. More looks like probably a cover two shell. But as you see, the release pattern right there by Kelsey on the seam – that, that strong safety on that side, he's looking at Kelsey and he's paying so much attention attention to him, deservedly so. So you've got the play-action um, po- play pass. You've got really good protection, clean pocket. And Justin Watson then just expands it. He outside releases, which I love about that. He gets outside of that corner, so the corner kind of loses vision on him. And then he l- uses his speed down the field. When Mahomes sees that safety stay inside to pay attention to Kelsey, now he knows he's got one-on-one opportunity with the cornerback still with his eyes in the backfield, takes a shot, beautifully delivered ball on time, and just outran the coverage. I love the way in which they started this game. This was outstanding. And it, and it is remarkable if you were to say a year ago that she used to be hitting 60-plus yard plays with Justin Watson as the lone receiver on the field. Uh, a lot of people would have thought you were insane. But uh, <laughs> but I love to hear just Mahomes and, and the way he uses his eyes to, to manipulate the defense, the way he stares down that safety, not only reading the safety, but kind of staring him down to freeze him in place, as you can see here, um, and just create that little bit of hesitation uh, to allow Justin Watson uh, to slip free there uh, up the sideline and obviously a perfect ball as well. But uh this is what we've seen Mahomes do all year. This is why he's probably, I think at this point, you can say he's hes probably going to run away with the MVP award this year, right? I have to believe he will. And, and again, like you said, it was a great job by Patrick Mahomes coming off the play fake. And you have to influence and you have to have an awareness of where that safety is because it's a two-on-one opportunity. So if he started to give a ton of width and went outside and kind of middled that guy, you have an opportunity down the middle of the seam. But because he stayed inside and utilized his eyes and kept that guy right there, that's exactly what he wanted to do. And then get outside to Justin Watson. He took a little bit of air out of this ball too, which I love because he put it on a line. Again, if that safety all of a sudden comes off of Kelsey and tries to get involved in that play, which I don't think he would anyway on this play, he might have an opportunity. But the way in which he threw that ball, the accuracy down the field, it's a big play opportunity and they executed it really, really well. 
just absolutely beautiful. And even though it didn't count, so was this next play. We got to talk about it. The ringer they're on the rosy, whatever, whatever else you want to call it. This was uh, something we've never seen before. So uh, first of all, just explain to people why, you know, what advantages gave the Chiefs kind of running this ring around the rosy huddle and why it throws the defense off. Well, again, uh, everything that you do defensively, all right, you're adjusting to what they're doing formationally. You're trying to get set up, and there's communication that takes place. So now all of a sudden you see these guys, including the offensive linemen, going around a circle, and they break in unison, which I loved it. And then not only that, but when you look at the formation, you got Jarek McKinnon at the quarterback position. You got Kadarius Toney split to his right. Uh, right there and then you've got Travis Kelsey right there and then at the halfback position behind Jared Kinnon you've got Patrick Mahomes so there's so many things that this defense has to digest in this formation and then not only that when they snap the ball they do it on a quick count and it's that fake jet sweep to Kadarius Tony. and as they come out right you've got Kelsey lead blocking so it looks like it's going to be this speed option and McKinnon is able to pitch the ball and an option pitch out to Mahomes in which he pushes out to the outside but the beautiful part about it is it's not even going that way they're, they're setting this screen up for Kadarius Tony, who just came off the play fake everything's telling the defense to run towards Mahomes and they throw it back across the field with guys out in front for an outstanding play I mean this should have been a touchdown I know we've got we got a holding call here on Creed but that shouldn't have been a holding call I just think he dominated that DB at the line of scrimmage and if anything you know it might might be a little uh, you shouldn't have used that much force throwing them to the ground but I mean I just love the play design I love what took place before the snap it, because there's so many things that the like I said the defense has to digest before it even takes place yeah and I agree I think that was a call that did not need to be made I thought it was it was a clean block from Creed um, unfortunately wiped out this beautiful play but uh but you also look at it when when you look at the speed option side of this, this might be something the Chiefs come back to because that was there. If McKinnon keeps it, he's got Kelsey blocking out in front. It's really one-on-one -on -one with him in the safety. He gets the first down easily and, and has, a, has a good chance to score here. Or even if that safety comes down hard, pitches it to Mahomes and Mahomes walks in. So we may see something like this again come playoff time, right? Uh, you've got to I mean, like you said, it's set up beautifully right here because you've got Kelsey out on the lead block. There's one defender right there and he's going to go get the first down or he's going to pitch it to Mahomes and able to go get the first down. So, again, I have a lot of people ask me, why would they show that play in the last week of the season against the Raiders when it isn't very mean? Why wouldn't they save that play? Well, a lot of times offensively you have practiced the play and you're setting something else up for down the road because they now have this formation. They saw this look. You can kind of see how the defense reacted and they can set something else up off of it. In addition to that, the defenses that are going to go and play this team in the playoffs, the Kansas City Chiefs, they're going to be looking at this saying, well, we've got to prepare. And now they've got to spend a little bit extra time, you know, in practice taking away from everything else that the Chiefs do. So you give them one more thing that they have to think about. So that's why I think that they did it, and I, I love the execution of it. And this isn't the first time this year that we've seen an option look with, with McKinnon at quarterback. And remember, he was an option quarterback in college and a really successful one. So I, I think we might see this again in a big spot in, in some way, shape, or form. But even though this one got wiped out, it didn't really matter that much because the next play, the Chiefs come right back to Kadarius Tony, and again, and as we've talked about since he's come back and been healthy, just how dangerous he is with the football. What jumps out here? 
It's the old bread and butter, right? They love this play, jet sweep, speed sweep, whatever you want to call it, but they get him with a full head of steam coming across on the motion from that stack formation, and then they're going to snap the ball, give him the, the ball on the movement, and then from there, it's about capturing the end man at the line of scrimmage. They do that with the tackle. They do that with Kelsey. Kelsey's able to come off, get to the second level, and then he does the rest. We talked about this, I think it was last week, with his vision of being able to come up underneath this double team, beat the Sam linebacker, get back outside, put his foot in the ground, and understand and have spatial awareness to where he gets inside that cone for a touchdown. He's very dynamic with the ball in his hand, and he's a very unique player in that circumstance. So he's a playmaker. They're just getting the ball into his hands and letting him do the rest. And you got Juju with the perimeter blocking once again. Mm -hmm. He's so selfless and does such an incredible job out there. And this is the element, right? We talked about it when Tony and Hardman were missing. I don't want to say this offense struggled because they still put up a lot of points, but it wasn't – they didn't have their full complement of – of weapons of of plays that we usually see from this Chiefs team, right? Because these jet sweeps, it's it's really it's Hardman and Tony that are the threats that you have to worry about there. And it is such a big component of their offense, not just because of these plays where they're giving the ball, but also because of all the misdirection they're able to do off of it. And now having Tony back in the fold to do this, it sounds like Hardman, there, there's a there's a shot we're gonna see Hardman again uh in the playoffs, just having not just right. the speed but this ability in the run game to utilize these guys, it just makes this offense an offense that's impossible to defend, to defend that much harder. Right. And that, that's the, the thing that we're talking about right here is their ability to attack the perimeter with speed. And when you do that and you stretch the defense from sideline to sideline, and you've got a guy with this type of skill set that can get to the sideline and make the good read and the good cut off their blocks, that puts a lot of stress on the defense. Because not only that, as you just said, they marry that with the they fake that speed sweep and they run the inside zone. So then they attack you in the internal part of your defense. Then all of a sudden they run the speed sweep and they get to the perimeter in the run game with these guys that have tremendous speed and can make plays in space so again there's so much to look at and to to try to figure out when you're playing a team like the Kansas City Chiefs because these are looks that they they have such a great variety of plays from these same looks and it's always something a, a little bit different a little bit of a wrinkle maybe it's a motion maybe it's a shift but then they're able to do this and then they get into the end zone right here it's just uh it's pretty special with how Andy Reid is able to construct this offense and the creativity in which they have and how they how they go about it. You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. And we're seeing Canaries Tony get more and more comfortable in there every single week. Uh, the Chiefs, of course, now heading into the bye Get a little bit healthier, get some of the, you know, get a guy like Tony who had to miss some practice reps, had to miss some games, even that much more comfortable with the offense. It's, uh, you know, it's obviously a huge advantage to have that bye week. What do you think, um, you know, I, I know you've been in situations where you've had this bye before. What What's the focus? Um, what What do you really focus on as a team? Obviously, you want to get guys healthy, but but as far as in that building, what's what's the point of emphasis as you prepare during this bye week for, for your, the rest of your playoff run. Right. I think a lot of guys are getting mentally right at the same time. It's not a physically taxing week because again, the bumps, the bruises, all those things, that's the advantage of having that bye week is getting healthy, being at full capacity by the time you get to that first first week for playoffs, which is a week from now. Also, you get a head start because, again, most of those games are Saturday, Sunday, and then you get a head start on that Monday where you can go out and actually practice and start introducing that next opponent, which a lot of those teams are recovering Monday, maybe going through their game film and all that, and then getting started. Because it's hard to sit here and start to game plan for potential three different teams or something like that. You don't know who you're necessarily going to play. So you've got the behind the scenes guys and the front office guys that are kind of putting together that general scouting approach of for each and every team. The coaches are probably getting a head start on some ideas and maybe some of those teams you have more familiarity with than others. But from a player standpoint, you're going out there running your base fundamental plays that you know that will probably be in the game plan that has been in the game plan, maybe creating some wrinkles or special plays like you saw this last week that you can kind of get a few more reps in that you want to implement in the playoffs. But again, this is mainly focused on getting healthy, you know, making sure that you stay loose and going out, maybe having some days of practice real light. And then all of a sudden you hit the ground running next week. Yeah. And, uh, and as for the potential opponents, the chiefs will play the lowest advancing seed. So that means, you know, the dolphins, if they're able to upset the bills, although the news this morning, uh, Mike McDaniel at his press conference announced that Tua is already ruled out for that one. So it's a hard time imagining the Dolphins going up to Buffalo and winning without him. Uh, it, it also sounds like uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to be starting this weekend for the Ravens as of the, the latest news. Uh, Ian Rappaport reporting that it's going to be an uphill battle for him to play against the mm. Bengals. So I don't know if we're going to see either of those upsets happen. So the most likely opponent is going to be the winner of that Jaguars Chargers game. And uh I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, I, I, I mean, the Chiefs, I don't think the Chiefs are afraid of anybody by any means. But with what we've seen with their battles with the Chargers over the years and as as L.A. is getting healthier, Rashawn Slater getting activated to come back, um, that receiving core, you know, Mike Williams got a little banged up because they were inexplicably playing their starters <laughs> right. in week 18, uh, which is a whole other conversation. But uh, that Chargers <laughs> team, that Chargers team is pretty dangerous. 
They are pretty dangerous, and they've been playing much better down the stretch defensively. Joey Bosa obviously coming back. Derwin James was a little banged up. He's going to be healthy. And so this team has kind of come together and started to play better defensively. Offensively, they got the boost, obviously, with Keenan Allen coming back midway through the season. Mike Williams, that's a big question mark, and that's going to be something that we have to keep an eye on. But, again, the familiarity between these two opponents is what makes this an interesting matchup because they're in the same division. They play each other twice a year. They're familiar with each other's scheme. So at the end of the day, nothing should really surprise you. There's going to be wrinkles and this, that, and the other, but it comes down to execution because, again, nothing should surprise you in terms of what they do formationally, how they like to orchestrate their offense defensively. You understand their fronts, their main blitzers, all those different things that go into when you're game planning. So it, it would be interesting to see if those teams match up once again for the third time this year because both of those first few contests were close contests, and we know that, you know, they've got a really good quarterback out there with Justin Herbert and they're a good team. So, I mean, I'm looking forward to see, but every team, when you get to playoffs, you have to anticipate and you have to play your best game because that's what you're going to get from your opponents. Yeah. And I absolutely don't want to discount the Jaguars in this either, because they beat the heck out of the chargers earlier this year, 38 to 10. And uh, I know the chiefs beat them once already earlier this season, but it's really since that game, the Jaguars have, have caught fire and they're one of the hottest teams in the league right now. They've won six of seven. They're on a roll. So with the way Trevor Lawrence is playing, that's not necessarily going to be a walk in the park either. It's not the way, you know, Trevor Lawrence has really started to emerge as one of these young elite quarterbacks. And he started to prove that in the second half of the year, his confidence has gone up the marriage between him and Doug Peterson and what Doug Peterson has done for his style of play. And also his confidence, you know, Trevor Lawrence talked about it just a few weeks ago. He's like, you know, compared to the early part of the season to what it was now. And he said, I, I, I think that it's my confidence early on. I still had some issues with, you know, where, what happened last year, to where I am now, and then the confidence in the system itself and trusting the system, he you can see that that's really elevated his style of play. ETN's also run the rock really well, and they've got a young defense that is very talented that can get to the ball. And so this is a good team, and this will be a battle this weekend between these two teams. This is one that I really am keeping my eye on just because I think it could go either way, and they're two really good quarterbacks in this game that you never know what you're going to get when you when you get on the field. Yeah, and I just thought about that aspect of it, too. Potential Doug Peterson, Andy Reid uh, right. reunion in a playoff game would be would be pretty spicy, too. That, that would be a good one, wouldn't it? I mean, again, it, it, a lot of it comes down to familiarity with your opponent. And how do you game plan that? How do you take away something that you know that they do really well? That's every single week. But I think it makes it a little bit easier when you've been in that building and you understand how they game plan opponents and you go understand how they go after certain weaknesses. And so hopefully you can counteract that and kind of like a chess match and where you can put yourself in a better position and your team in a better position to be successful. Yeah, and that, that would be a lot of fun. Um, but either way, the Chiefs the Chiefs get that buy, that, that well-deserved buy. But they also got the news that uh, with Buffalo beating New England last week, that a potential AFC championship beating with the Bills would happen on a neutral site. What do you make of how that all shook out? You know, I, I think they were sensitive to the situation that took place on that Monday night football game between the Buffalo Bills and the Bengals and how DeMar Hamlin and, and – the situation was so dire at that point, nobody understood because there are rules and places we talked about that in terms of 
how the playoffs would work if a certain team missed a game. And this took place during COVID. And this was between the collective bargaining agreement, the PA, the owners and all that stuff about based on winning percentage. However, this is an outlier. Obviously, we've never seen the likes of a situation like this in the NFL. And it struck a chord with everybody, including the NFL um, who are making this decision ultimately. So at the end of the day, I'm, I'm sure that the Bengals might have a little bit more beef than the, the Bills do right now. But it's the situation that they've been dealt and they'll have to handle it if, if it gets to that point where those two teams have to play each other. Yeah, and I know some Chiefs fans are upset too because they feel the team are in the one seed and they should get all of the perks that came along with that. But right. this is one of these situations that's that, – and, and that's fair. They, this team did – you know, they did everything in their power to earn that. Um, but this is one of those these situations that's bigger than the game. And I think, you know, the NFL tried to make a compromise. And and uh, the, the way I look at it, it's one of those situations where I think everybody involved had a beef. And usually when that happens, they always say that's the sign of a good compromise, right? When, when right. <laughs> none of the sides are particularly happy. So, um, you know, I know it's not an ideal situation, but still, you get that first round by. And and who knows if you see the if you end up seeing the Bengals instead, you do get that AFC championship game in Arrowhead. So we'll see how everything plays out. Um, but you know, the Chiefs have set themselves up really well here in in a loaded AFC field. It's not gonna be easy, but uh they certainly do have an advantage. They they definitely have the advantage and it starts with the bye, you know, and, and that's the only thing you can think about. You you get through this week and then you've got home field advantage. And that you, it can't be understated, the home field advantage. Arrowhead. Kansas City Chiefs fans, they come out, they're rock and rolling. That stadium is electric. I've played there, and I just know that those fans will be ready to roll. And then you deal with whatever happens in the AFC Championship. If it's the Bills, then you're going to a neutral site, and you've got to deal with it. But at, at the end of the day, there's no telling what can happen and whether or not that they have another home field advantage going into the AFC Championship game. So it's just one game season. Every one of these, you can't look too far ahead. You can't worry about the AFC Championship unless you take care of business in that next round. Yep, and we'll see how it all unfolds. We'll be right back here with you next week to break down whoever that opponent ends up being in the divisional round and what the Chiefs are going to have to do to come away with the win and, and earn that trip to the AFC Championship. So I hope you guys are able to enjoy all the playoff action this weekend to get to unwind a little bit, not have all that stress of uh, Chiefs playoff football. <laughs> And, uh, you know, obviously having an eye on who that opponent's going to be. So, Matt, um, I hope you get to enjoy it as well. And I can't wait to break it down with you next week. Oh, it's going to be fun, man. Here we go. Playoffs starting. There's nothing better. Let's do it. Thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll, we'll see you again next week. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. 
for the ones who get it done.